We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea, Andrea K. Show. It is Taco Tuesday, and it is May 9th, which means two days from now, Title 42 will be, it will expire, unleashing an even bigger wave, an even bigger invasion along the southern border than we have seen before. We're going to kick off tonight's show on that topic. We are going to be d- discussing the Trump lawsuit in New York in which a verdict came back today with the jury there in the civil case regarding a woman making crazy allegations decades later. We've also got breaking news tonight with Tucker Carlson. Glad to have you guys joining me tonight on this very special show because kicking off the show right off the top um, before even. Well, you know what? Before I get to our favorite congressman, I got to bring in my man, my partner every night of the week. Who's the one who, who's got everything going ready for us to roll tonight? It's DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, enough of me. We got to get to Congressman Biggs because this guy is uh, one of the hero, perpetual heroes of the week that we have each and every week here on the show. Absolutely. And he has been fighting to try to stop the invasion, to try to get the, the U.S. government to do the right thing for us. And he joins me now. Hey, Congressman Biggs. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for what you do to try to fight for us. Somebody came at me today. I got into a really ugly Twitter war uh, today with some people, some DeSantis peeps, and um, they wanted to call on my show tonight. And I'm like, you can't be a guest. I got Congressman Biggs on my show. Oh, he's not a conservative, they said. (laughs) 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 Congressman Biggs is not a conservative. Who are these people? (laughs) Um, Yeah, crazy, right? Uh, Yeah, we've got a lot of low information people out there. You know, you and I have been doing a lot of segments about the border. You did a documentary on the border. You've made, I don't know how many visits to the border. You filed impeachment papers against Mayorkas. But it's about to get even worse than anything that you've documented so far, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be almost... Uh, quite frankly, unbelievable. People people don't believe it that it's as bad as it is now anyway, but it's going to get at least twice as bad. Mm. Um, I, I will just tell you, I talked to uh, uh, one of my good friends, uh, uh, a longtime Border Patrol agent. He says, everybody's going to get released into the country. There's not going to be information about these people. Uh, it's going to incentivize more people to come. And the reality is, Andrea... It's going to change our country in a way that, and and this this individual I was talking to was is equally concerned. Said it may it may be that we never see America the way we knew it again. We just may never see it because so much is going to happen. 
Uh, imagine, imagine instead of eight, eight to nine thousand people a couple of days ago, they had nine thousand apprehensions in a day. Imagine instead of nine thousand apprehensions in a day, you get fifteen or sixteen thousand, and then you have uh, others unknown on top of it, and then you have your own uh, homeland security uh, chief putting out uh, basically a directive to the cartel saying, "We're going to do our operation in El Paso." So what is that? If you're a cartel, you say, oh, okay, we'll just avoid El Paso. We can mm-hmm. go to any of the other sectors. Yeah. That's hey, San Diego, I guess I guess the cartels yeah. are coming here via TJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it's it's that's right. Uh, and, and so I and they're going to do they're going to be community releases because there'll be too, mm-hmm. many, too many people. And they're, so they're going to release them into San Diego. That, well, yeah. Then, well, but but I also want people to know that it's not just the border towns are going to be affected, right? I mean, you know, they're going right, to be released right. across the country. You know, um, we I, I think we talked. Uh, no, it was with Todd Benzman. It was on a few days ago, and at the same time, you know, Mayor Adams is complaining. The governor Abbott is sending buses of them to New York City. Well, you made yourself a sanctuary city, right? I mean, we've got sanctuary cities all over this country that don't have anything at all that are not border towns, um, and so the and that's the intention, right? The intention is they've already got enough in Texas that they think is ultimately going to flip Texas blue for them. Uh, and the plan is then to just spread spread these illegals all over the rest of the country. And it's going to create a permanent, you know, United States of America, kind of like California is now a permanent Democrat voting block. And it's because of the border that we've had for decades. My mother told me many years ago when I first moved to San Diego when she was working at, at labor and she and Judge Schneider were prosecuting knowing hires. I might have told you this. She said to me, um, by the year 2000, every Californian is going to be supporting 20 illegals. I was like, Mom, are you crazy? She's like, no, mark my words. And that's good. You know, and, and we're clearly there. And the decades now has, you know, with with, you know, anchor babies and and everything now, it's like it's a permanent voting block. And that's what the plan is for the rest of the country. Um, but it's not even just that at this point, because given the fact that I want to make people understand how dangerous this is, this is not this is everything from an economic situation, Congressman Biggs, but it's also fentanyl. We now have China partnering with the cartel. They've already got enough fentanyl in to kill a third of us. And it's still going to be, you know, even more coming across the 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 sex trafficking, the the human trafficking, the child trafficking coming across. It's just the crime wave that this is going to unleash on our nation is something we've never seen. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and people need to understand very clearly that when we're talking about um, this this, um, immediate release, which is what they're going to do, some will be released in border towns. Uh, other people are going to find their way all over the country. But we don't have any idea who they are uh, because we're not going to have the capacity or the resources to vet them. So right now, unless they've got a U.S. criminal record or um, one of the few countries that actually share records with us, we don't know who they are. They could be a mass murderer in their home country. They come in and we just let them in. But imagine... Uh, just the sheer numbers that are going to be coming in at this point. Mm -hmm. And this administration, basically, you know, Andrew, they they deny that there is even a a crisis on the border. But but, uh, you've got the fentanyl, as you say, that's coming across, that's poisoning so many Americans. But it's even worse than that. 
um, because it's changing the culture, it's changing the economy, it's changing uh, uh, the, the na- we're not a rule of law nation anymore. You mm-hmm. cannot have freedom unless you have the rule of law. And they've erased the border. Um, and that is, that's the worst thing because you, one of the first things that happens when you go into decline as a nation, where you, where you actually disintegrate as a nation, as some studies have said, is your border goes away. And our border is gone, and it's controlled by cartels. And the invasion and, and here people, at our—excuse me for interrupting, but before I lose my train of thought—and the invasion that we have at our southern border is as dangerous to us and as deadly to the United States of America as the Russian invasion into Ukraine. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but you can't get the media to coverage. I, I so I'm, I'm on the plane yesterday, and I said I'm going to just go to the left stream media and see how many of them are even talking about title 42 going away or the problem on the border. Nothing. Andrea, not an article, not a, piece, not a snippet, not an editorial. They're ignoring that problem. Um, and, and so effectively anybody gets the news from CNN or MSNBC, they have no idea what we're even talking about. This is, this would be new to them. What, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That's how dangerous this administration is. Because they're they're trying to destroy the country, and they're they're deceiving with the help of their cohort in the or their co-conspirators in the in the media, they're deceiving and keeping the American people uh, blind. We're talking to Congressman Biggs about the border. Um, let's talk a little bit about well, we all know first of all that the military is going down there basically to do paperwork and help you know with the administration and help facilitate. Um, I mean, we've been doing that for years. I mean, a lot of people don't realize where are these refugees from Afghanistan, the chaotic, uh, you know, dangerous, crazy, insane Afghanistan withdrawal where we, without any vetting whatsoever, put one hundred and fifty thousand people from the Taliban and beyond on planes and brought them here. Where were they put? military installations right uh, let's use the military now not to kill the enemy um but you know to help every tom dick and harry come into this country um so we already know what the real deal is with the military what's the real deal with governor abbott because could, you know he makes this big thing yesterday about sending the Na- texas national guard uh, down there couldn't he have done that already and i heard that texas has changed uh their immigration um protocols and language and, and, and for the state it sounds like the u.s in. So what's the what's the real deal with Governor Abbott? What do you know about him? Um, all I know is that he is the only governor on the border right now who's willing to even do anything That's to true. try to slow it down. That's he's true. the only one. Uh, I've got a gov- and I, I know you asked me about Abbott, but the one I know more is Arizona's governor. And she took down bar- barriers that we had that were actually slowing people down. Crazy. She disbanded, she disbanded the, the border uh, task force in the Department of Public Safety in Arizona. The, this part, uh, in Arizona, she's, she's all in for open borders, all in for, yeah. for Biden's. And, and what I would say about Abbott, because I've been down there and I've, and I've talked with some of the National Guard units that he's put in place down there. And I've talked with, and I've been in, uh, I've gone out in the field with uh, D- some of the DPS, Texas DPS folks. I, I, at least I think, I think he's doing something and he's trying to do something. I'm, when I was there, we had DPS units running uh, drone, drone uh, coverage, locating individuals, and they could actually make arrests um, uh, for violation of state crimes. No other states allowing that, that I know of. 
What can so, the Republican yeah, Party? Yeah, you're right. You're right about Abbott. At least he's doing something, you know. Um, yeah. But what about the rest of the Republican Party? I mean, we don't have the Senate, but we do have the House. I mean, is there anything that we can do strong arm? I mean, we're in this debt, you know, ceiling battle right now. Um, I mean, is there anything with the power of the purse that we can do? Because let me tell everybody, I mean, the numbers that Congressman Biggs just gave us, there's no end to that. Is there? There's no end to the 15, 20,000 people a day coming across our border. You know, we probably have, I've been hearing this $11 million, we got $11 million, this 11 million number for 30 years, right? We probably have 65 million illegal aliens in this country of a nation of only 330 million, right? At what point are which we no longer the United States of America? What, What can we do to stop this? What can we do? Well, first of all, you're right. And in my opinion, uh, it, the first lever is the debt ceiling. And, and um, as you know, I voted no on that, on that bill. Uh, one of the reasons is, is there's a lot of reasons with it, but not the least of which is there was nothing in there specifically saying uh, you're going to have to take care of the border. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we're doing a border bill um, this week. It's the best, it's the strongest border bill that I've seen since I've been in Congress and for the 20 some odd years that I was tracking uh, uh, border bills. But the problem with it is uh, this particular bill is you've got some Republicans who are trying to water it down. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be good. It's still going to be pretty solid, but there's still going to be some weak, weak points in it. And then when it gets to the Senate, what's the Senate going to do? So, so we are left with the number one thing that, uh, that the framers gave us to serve as a check uh, and and that is the 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 pocketbook, the money, the appropriations process. That's where we, if we can't get, we'll get this through the House, I believe. If we can't get it through the Senate, then we need to hold the Senate, uh, uh, le- use leverage mm-hmm. and say, we're you're going to have to Im- implement these border control policies if we're going to get a budget done. Now, here's the way to think of it, because you you mentioned it just a second ago. There is no end. The uh, recent surveys have indicated upwards of 800 million people from around the world would like to come to the U.S. or EU. And um, that if, when, if that happens, if, if, there, if we don't stop this and we go through another two years of Biden, the last two years of his presidency this way, Andrea, I just don't know how you recover um, uh, long term. It would take so long to recover. Yeah, I I just don't know how you do. The whole nation would end up looking like El Paso, which, from what I understand, looks like a third world country. With, I mean, California and San Diegans. If you're listening to me, think about the hobo jungles that we've had across across various parts of California, from Santa Ana, or like the homeless encampments in downtown San Diego. uh, All of El Paso, supposedly, or large parts of El Paso, looks like that. Think about our uh, large parts of our nation looking like that with um, possibly hundreds of millions of people flooding into our country with can't speak the language, don't have don't have any money. And let me tell you, we don't have enough taxpayer money or charity service services. Catholic charities can only do so much. Right. So this will this is literally the Cloward Piven plan to break our backs. And um, we've got to pray for this nation and pray that somehow some sanity gets restored. Um, I was going to end with a laugh and play yeah might as well let's end with a laugh let's play let's play let's play kgp today talking about the border for congressman biggs let's end on a laugh clip two uh, there are challenges at the border 
This is something that the president has taken seriously from day one, putting forth a, a comprehensive uh, piece of legislation to deal with immigration reform, something that has been a problem for the past several decades. The system has been broken for the past several decades. He's taking it seriously from day one. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, well, he still hasn't found the Oval Office yet. Yeah. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Congressman Biggs, thank you for being here. Thank you for fighting for us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. You keep it up, too. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We are going to talk about this outrageous, ridiculous civil suit against Trump. What did the jury decide today? They decided to go completely crazy and insane on us. And we're going to talk about it when we come back. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. So President Trump was tried in a civil case, not in a criminal court. He wasn't charged criminally with rape. No. 30 years later, he was charged in a civil case for rape as well as defamation. And in spite of the fact that this woman had laughed in an interview with Anderson Cooper and referred to rape as sexy, said she didn't remember what year it was, didn't remember the time of the day, didn't remember anything of it. A jury reached, she still um, brought the case, and instead of being tossed out of court, a jury reached a verdict today. Clip 10. Number one, did Donald Trump rape E. Jean Carroll? The answer is no. This is the verdict. Yes to number two, did Donald Trump sexually abuse Ms. Carroll? The answer to that from the jury is yes. So no on rape. Yes, on sexually abused. we got to go down to number four on the jury form. Miss Carroll was injured as a result of Mr. Trump's conduct. The answer to that is yes. And they have awarded her $2 million. $2 million. The answer to was she injured as a result of Mr. Trump's conduct? Yes. Okay. Um, Even more disturbing, I have to say, than this situation is the DeSantis supporters who have decided to back this woman because that's how desperate they are to try to take out. The DeSantis team is as as desperate to take out Donald Trump as the Democrats, and so they've decided to behave like them. This is despicable. We have now reached the Kavanaugh part of the DeSantis race as well as where Trump is today. Because the Billy Bush tape didn't take him down. So now they had to find some woman who's going to concoct something and be able to drag him through court to try to say, okay, you still supported Trump even after what he said in a back locker room conversation with somebody. None of the other allegations from anybody stuck. We're going to have this woman from 30 years file a lawsuit against him. Oh, statute of limitations has run out because you can't make a claim against somebody 30 years later. I know. Let's change the laws in the state of New York and get rid of statute of limitations just for one year. Just for one year. No coincidence in that, right? Also, they could bring Trump down. I warned about the Kavanaugh situation. This is, and the DeSantis people today, and the reason why I'm talking about them is because it's bad enough 
to have the Democrats weaponizing the U.S. government against us. But it's especially despicable to me when people who claim to be conservative go along with this crap and support this crap and legitimize it. And if this Ron DeSantis needs to throw his hat in the ring PDQ and start answering how he where he is on some of this stuff, because if his DeSantis influencers that he's chosen to represent him rep- actually represent him, he ain't my guy. Because not only do we not have a country if our border is being invaded to the degree that it is like we just talked about with Congressman Biggs, but we don't have a country when we don't have a rule of law. Not only do we have to have the rule of law in terms of our national sovereignty, we have to have the rule of law that was what a huge part of what made us the greatest country in the history of the world, that we are innocent until proven guilty. She bore the burden of proof and she had none. She had none. And no, and, and what am I hearing from DeSantis people today? Well, he didn't mount a defense. How was an innocent man supposed to defend himself against a claim that he, that he assaulted some woman 30 years later? How do you disprove that? That's why our founders wanted innocent until proven guilty. She had the burden of proof. Shame on anybody that's supporting this today. You better hope, man, nobody's accusing you. Of this, because this is what this is where the Kavanaugh thing. Why I was so upset at the Republican Party for not. This is bigger than Trump. This is about the weaponization, uh, the the weaponization of our courts. And this is why I was upset that McConnell and the rest just dropped it after they went in official proceedings and people under oath lied and falsely accused a man of gang rape. Half this country still thinks he did it. And they got away with it. Nobody was prosecuted for those false claims. This woman got awarded $2 million. And for what? First of all, if you can't prove that he raped you, how is there any proof that he did anything? Do you even touch you? There's no proof. This should put a chill up the spine of everybody in this country, especially a, a mom who's got a conservative son. And as for defamation, nobody knew who this woman was until she came out and accused him of this. And how is it defamation for somebody to say, I didn't touch you and I wouldn't touch you with a 10 foot pole? Where, what damage to her? This case definitely wasn't handled like the Johnny Depp trial. Well, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a trial. This was a kangaroo court complete with the state of New York changing the laws to accommodate this crap. This is this is terrible that this is happening in the United States of America. And the people that are taking pleasure in it today are the useful idiots of the communist. Because next it will be you. And by the way, it's not going to make me want to support DeSantis. That's not, I'm not going to vote for DeSantis, by the way. Uh, you know, and we've got to start thinking about this because... The DeSantis team is doing everything they can, taking every playbook out of the Democrats in order to destroy Trump to try to prop up their guy DeSantis to win the primary. DeSantis, I don't see DeSantis winning the primary. And all they're doing is damaging the Republican, likely Republican nominee. And it needs to stop. Yeah, every Republican should be standing up in unison against this right now. And if you support DeSantis, and I put this on Twitter today, make your case for DeSantis. You're not allowed to quote any polls, and you got to make the and, and you can't bash Trump. I don't trust polls. 
You're making the claims that DeSantis can win, hands down. There's no, there's no polls to back that up, by the way. You can't tell me that DeSantis is a shoe in to win the general because of polls when Trump is beating Biden in the polls. So leave polls out of it. Don't bash Trump. Tell me why DeSantis and nobody on Twitter. Uh, no, one person on Twitter, one person out of the hundreds that came at me today, one person was actually able to make a case for DeSantis. It didn't convince me, but at least they made an effort. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got to shift gears because there's so many big issues that aren't being talked about. And what DeSantis needs to prove to me is that he understands the role of the U.S. government as the enemy of the people and what he's prepared to do about it. Dane Wigington will be with us on the other side of the break, who has well documented the role of the U.S. government against us. And he'll be here to to uh, discuss his take. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. To tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys rolling along with me. So today, 888-344-1170. Don't forget, if you miss any part of tonight's show, feel free to find the podcast wherever you download your podcast, Spreaker or otherwise, and email me at andreakshow.com. Okay, so I posted this meme today on, oh gosh, why are they showing me Robert De Niro? I mean, please, let me go... Show my page, which does not feature Robert De Niro. So I posted this this morning. Uh, it was a meme by uh, Dr. Oh, shoot. I can't remember her name. She's very popular with the um, anti-shot uh, uh, people. And she posted this meme today. She said, you're not sick. You're being poisoned from being under the toxic man-made chemical sky. So I posted this on today's Andrea, uh, uh, on my um, Facebook page and I asked if people believed this or not and I got a lot of variety of questions uh, and, and responses to this so I'm going to bring in Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org to discuss. Hey Dane, welcome back to the show. Hello Andrea, thank you very very much for your willingness to face this issue that is beyond grave that if we don't deal with it we'll soon make all other concerns and causes moot. Well, here's some of the comments that I got from people. First of all, I think there's skepticism about uh, your reporting because I think there's too many people that haven't caught up to the fact that the U.S. government is a force for evil. Not all, not all evil, don't get me wrong. We have been the greatest force for good in, in the history of humanity. But at this point right now, our U.S. government is not our friend. And so that's the first thing that people are struggling to overcome is the that realization that the U.S. government would actually act to hurt us. That's why so many trusted them with it with the COVID shots. Um, here um, is one of the, one of the responses. It's hard to believe because those doing the poisoning are poisoning themselves and their families too. And you say what? Can I address that? Yes. Thank you. Let me, let me back up for a moment in regard to what's raining down through our air column. There's nothing to believe. It's not theory, speculation, or hypothesis. We have lab tests from all over the globe. We spent well into six figures taking a National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration flying lab with top scientists to altitude to sample what heavy aircraft are emitting as part of the climate engineering operations. Your listeners can see that in the groundbreaking documentary titled The Dimming, available for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. We're the largest website in the world on this subject, non-political, no ads. We simply are trying to sound the alarm before we have no time left on the clock. So these elements, 
aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene. We have recent peer-reviewed study that now proves all of us have polymer fibers entering our bloodstream and crossing our blood-brain barrier. Yes, there's a lot of decomposing plastics all over the world, but these are very specific polymer nanoparticles. The smaller the particle, the more dangerous it is. So we not only have polymers entering our brain, we have aluminum. And we know that as well, because again, we have lab tests from all over the globe. These are primary elements in climate engineering patents. Is it poisoning everything on the planet? Answer is patently yes. Next, about your question. Why would they, and who are they? They are those who print the money, the central bankers who control militaries, thus they control countries. They are the ones pulling all the strings. Why would they do this to themselves? And I would cite examples we already have of what they're doing to themselves. First, this is a cancer and we're dealing with power addicts. Does an addict care that the next fix may kill them? No, they're not going to let go of that power no matter what it takes. And a population that's getting sicker and dumber by the day serves their interest. So about what they've already done to themselves, Andrea, and let me rant through this for a second. I'll give the mic back to you. We have 2,400 nuclear detonations all over the planet. They've already done it to themselves. Those nuclear detonations, without public knowledge or consent, have contaminated virtually everything on planet Earth. We have Fukushima in full-blown meltdown, three reactors, no technology to fix it, no one in sight, and they're building 60 more right now. We have 440 nuclear power plants online. Again, they've already done this to themselves. So... What I would say is this, again, we're dealing with power addicts that's like a cancer. Does a cancer care that it will eventually kill its host? No. A cancer only intends to proliferate unchecked. The host eventually dies. So, again, I'm asking people to not let that simple uh, premise stop them from honest investigation because whatever they want to conclude about, they do this to themselves. The proof is, the, the, the film footage proof is there. We have film of these aircraft at altitude, nozzles visible, turning on and off. We have the lab test. It's happening, period. There's no speculation. All right. Um, Well, I agree with the analogy in terms of, you know, the drug addict. You know, even if it eventually is going to kill them, they're they're addicted. And our, our government officials are absolutely addicted to power. I look at Dianne Feinstein, and the woman is in her late 80s. She's just struggling with her health. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out why this woman would not just go into retirement and enjoy her remaining years surrounded by her loved one and her grandchildren. Instead, she's barely able to stay awake in these hearings it's kind of like joe biden and it's because of power they're so addicted to power that that's all that matters to them even if it's killing them they're just not going to give up the power same thing with nancy pelosi so you're absolutely right um i you know i think that this is this is a topic that is new to me and i'm willing to explore what is going on um with what with our government because our government is behind the Wuhan virus. And if our government, no question about it, including our Department of Defense, we paid for that. We paid for that to be done. Our own head of the NIH and the NIAID and all the rest took our money, funded the gain-of-function research. There's no benign reason for why they would do gain of function, which is basically to take a virus, create a virus, and make it as deadly as possible. There's no benign reason for that. 
No benign reason. And then once it got unleashed, whether accidentally or not, on, on at a timetable they wanted, they allowed us to die, lied to the American people to, to lock us into our homes until uh, we were so sick that then the money-making machine kicked in or, you know, it, a ventilator and remdesivir and you died or you were locked in your home until you were willing to put your arm out for a poisonous shot. Those, so why wouldn't they poison our skies? Uh, I'm with you on all counts, and absolutely there should have never been a debate on the COVID scenario because we had period study from 2015 in the journal Nature that stated that that research was done with funding from the U.S. There should have never been any debate. There was never any question. To put this into context, why would they, again, those who print the money, those in power, those at the chop of the food chain, why would they do this? Why would they call populations? And my answer is, why wouldn't they? Of course they are. They've stated on the record their desire to radically call populations. In fact, stating on the record down to 500 million from 8 billion. That's a radical reduction. They are thinning the herd. And I don't care how much people don't want to believe it. They are absolutely thinning the herd in every possible way they can. And you can hide from that shot, but you cannot hide from what they're dispersing in the air. Now we know from peer-reviewed study, as of about a week ago, that they are finding antibiotic-resistant bacterial elements in clouds. Think about that. Now there's lethal fungal elements also being found in clouds. This is on top of all the toxic elements I already named. We know polymer fibers and graphene, which we know is in the rain from our lab testing, are used for biological carrier platforms. What's that mean? It means in biological warfare, those two elements are used specifically to carry a biological pathogen from the clouds to the ground. Why wouldn't they think that they are going to, why wouldn't we think they're not going to use this with something much more lethal soon as they begin to lose control. And let me add one final caveat. We have an audio of the world's second most recognized climate engineer, Dr. Ken Caldera, former Department of Defense scientist. We have an audio of him stating on the record what he did for the U.S. Department of Defense was to design methods of spraying pathogens into clouds to infect the populations below. He now works for Bill Gates. Again, if people can't see the writing on the wall, uh, they're not looking very hard, and, and we cannot hide. This is my point with this being the paramount issue that we must deal with or nothing else will matter. We cannot hide from what they're spraying into the clouds at minimum with the elements we already know are there. It is making us all sicker and dumber by the day with an endless list of neurodegenerative diseases. And we know now from recent period study that all of us are inhaling and ingesting enough plastic to make a credit card every single week that we're, this is peer-reviewed study, and we know that we're inhaling as many as 20 million, 20 million nanoparticles with every breath we take. Peer-reviewed science study again, and to put that into context, you can fit up to 100,000 nanoparticles across the width of a human hair. So I'm asking people to investigate, not to believe anything I say. Please investigate because we're in a fight for life right here, right now. And what would be the solution to this? What, so let's say everybody got on your site, geoengineeringwatch.org, um, it's like, yeah, okay, we got to stop this. Uh, then what? Here's do- the solution. If we can reach a critical mass of awareness, there are so many people involved with these programs, including in the U.S. military, that have no idea what they're involved with. Were the pilots in Vietnam that were spraying their fellow soldiers on the ground with Agent Orange, mm-hmm. were they told that this is going to kill your pal on the ground? No. Of course not. They're compartmentalized. If we could get this out in the open and those participating and their families 
understand what they're participating in. We have a chance of stopping this from the inside out. If we can do that and allow the planet to respond on its own to the damage done because the planet is unbelievably damaged. And again, this is not about Al Gore or environmental groups. It's about reality. I have great disdain for environmental, everybody that won't address this issue. But if we can expose it, we have a chance of stopping it. If we can do that, we can at least allow the planet to respond on its own and it will at least reduce what we are sucking up with every breath we take and allow us to start to look for all those that are responsible for what's happening in our skies to hold them legally and morally accountable. The site is geoengineeringwatch.org. Dane Wigington, thank you for being here and thank you for uh, raising these issues to the public, getting the word out. Thank you, Andrea. All right. Now stay tuned. We're going to take a little break, try to recover from the fact that I'm inhaling a credit card every week. It's not like I can even go and use that for some fun. (laughs) Right? (laughs) We'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Sandra, welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm going to quickly read an email that I got from a listener. Hi, Ms. Andrea. I'm a San Diego res- resident and show listener. Additionally, I'm a Navy veteran who swore an unbreakable oath to defend America. The fact is the Biden regime is intentionally destroying our republic. Open borders are one of the key ways in which his regime is planning our annihilation. Federal Republicans are utterly feckless. We cannot rely on them. Knowing this, bold citizens of goodwill must take action. I believe it is time to form a citizen border force. Here is the nucleus of their proposal. Number one, the civilian border force will be privately funded via give send go or other alternative means private funding will cover training salaries equipment cbf will be necessary to secure a chaotic border we would seek veterans and law enforcement uh, experts to aid in this venture it sounds drastic but when our government is actively destroying our country we have no other options kind regards uh, ben holmes i want to get your your guys's reaction out there do you guys think that this is a good idea or not uh, you know, citizens uh, defending our nation and its borders, 888-344-1170. Again, to quickly go to the phones. Martin from Tampa is on the line. Martin, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hey, Andrea. It's so good to talk to you in person. We chatted earlier on, on Twitter. Um, ah, right. Martin. 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 Okay, here's the deal, because I only have five minutes left in this segment. Okay, oh, so really I... Quick, I wanted to start, though. I do owe you an apology. I, I, I looked and, and I spewed before knowing you are not a leftist. That's why I said the cult. So I wanted to publicly apologize to you on your show because that's the right thing to do. So go ahead. Please. Well, thank you. Well, I wanted to set the stage and we only have five minutes here. That's sure. why I told Skins. I said, oh, he was supposed to call after seven. I don't have, and then I've got. I can call back. I'm, well, I'm, the I'm, problem is, is I, I've got Gary, I've got a regular on it Tuesday. So I got four, four and a half minutes at this point. So here was my question yeah. for people out there. My longtime Andrew K. Show listeners know I'm an equal opportunity criticizer. I've been very tough on Trump and very critical of him. I started asking the question about should it be Ron DeSantis in 24? But people who know me know that I make very thoughtful decisions. I'm very analytical. I'm a critical thinker. And I don't support people without giving it a lot of careful consideration. Everybody's been telling me, good friends of mine, Trump uh, Trump can't win the general. And DeSantis can win the general. And I'm like, based upon what? So Steve Cortez comes out today and says he's decided to back DeSantis instead of Trump. And, and, and I said, to, I put it out on Twitter. I want people to, nobody ever says to me why DeSantis can win the general and Trump can't. Make the case for why DeSantis can win the general and Trump can't. Don't 
quote polls to me and don't make it an anti-Trump. Tell me why DeSantis can win the general election. Martin, go. No, I love it. I love the question. And, uh, you know, again, I, I, I think I misunderstood you on Twitter, which happens all the time. So I'll, I'll kind of just start with, like, a lot of people are like, oh, DeSantis isn't in the race. He's not on TV. He's not yelling about this, this, or this, or this. But there's a reason, Andrew, and it's not just because California, and I'm so sorry you live there, thoughts and prayers to you and your audience, like, God almighty, that place is, is literally worse than China. Um, but, like, it's not just because of New York, or in my case, in Chicago, why we fled. It's because of him. He, he is consistently and constantly doing conservative things. And I, mean, I agree with you. So let me, in right. the in the interest of two minutes left, I agree with you. Yes. So, however, he's not running for, you know, he, he's, um, that doesn't matter to the citizens of Michigan, right? I get why you moved to Florida. He's got to make the let case. Me, let me finish. Tell me how he's going to make the case to Californians, to Michiganders, to Iowans, why he should run the nation, because there's thousands and in California's case, millions of parents in California who, who are terrified to say things about their kids being indoctrinated. There are, there are thousands of people up in Michigan who are, are horrified by what is going on in this country in terms of infringement in our rights. And there's millions and millions and millions in this country who are absolutely on board with it. So here's my question about DeSantis. DeSantis being, and he's been my hero of the week many times as governor, um, that's not the same thing as being POTUS. So I need, and for when somebody says to me, I got to leave Trump because Trump can't win the general and DeSantis can, somebody, you you got to tell me... But I hate that argument, too. I'll tell you why DeSantis is better, because DeSantis is the only governor in the last, maybe ever, who removed a Soros prosecutor. And you know what? That guy was right down the street from me, and he was a disgrace. DeSantis removed him. The only person who literally stands up to the media the right way is DeSantis. The only person who talks about being conservative. And that's great. And and I love all that about him as governor. It still doesn't answer. And this is what I've been saying. That's the recipe to saving this country, though, Andrea. Like you, but he's got to win first. But he's got to win first. He will win. But see that that's that's where I'm not been convinced yet. I need you to call back Why? in the next. I've only got a minute left. I got another caller, Martin. We can continue this conversation anytime if you want to call back. I would love it because this is not just a quick two minute convo. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Call back anytime. Got to quickly go to the phones. We got another caller. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Well, we only had 30 seconds left for Martin. Um, see, th- that's the thing. You can't just tell me Trump can't win the general when he already has won the general. DeSantis almost lost to a crackhead who was found in a hotel, but for Trump getting him across yeah, the Trump's line. Trump's proven he can do it. Trump has proven he can win. And DeSantis was able to win re-election, but he almost didn't win. There is an electability issue with DeSantis. I'm not convinced that he can sway an entire nation to vote for him. That's a different challenge. Right. That's what's missing for me. And nobody's nobody's connecting those dots for me. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got hour two of tonight's Andrea K show and we got Gary Quackenbush with Quack in the Wax. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. (laughs) 